Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And I want to say, how are you doing? Happy Monday to you, because I record this crap on Monday and I upload it on Monday. So when you hear this, if you're the, you know, the, the big blast of people that normally listen to it when it comes out on Monday, happy Monday to you. Now, granted, there's a bunch of people that listen at the end of the week. Some people don't listen. Some people download it and don't listen to it on the weekends or they don't listen to it on the week until the weekends and don't download it. Um, Happy whatever day it is when you happen to be listening to this to you. (laughs) This is episode number one hundred and eighty five. And before we begin, before I begin recording the rest of the episode, I just want to say to you a big thank you, because last Uh, The last episode, last week's episode, obviously, 184, is officially now the fourth most listened to episode of all time. I don't know what the hell is wrong with you people, what kind of weirdos would listen to this crap, but I'm glad you do. (laughs) I was surprised, actually, because I I didn't really, um, the the episode was doing very well. Um, Fortunately for me, because of you, they all were doing very, very well. And then all of a sudden, during the course of the weekend, a whole lot of people started listening to the episode. And now it's number four all time and climbing because of you. And I want to thank you very, 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 very much for that. I threw a lot of varies in there because I feel very, 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 very blessed to have you people listening to me on a regular basis. And I want to say thank you to you very, very much. Now, I just want to warn you right now. I'm going to be bitching about something when this starts because something really pissed me off last week and I'm going to talk about it and you know normally I'm not really annoyed even if I sometimes I'm angry when I record these episodes I'm angry about something and you can probably tell when I'm pissed off when I'm talking about something and this is one of those things that kind of pissed me off it may seem like a small thing but it's more indicative of bigger things. So I'm going to I'm going to get to that right away. So are you ready for episode number 185? Cool. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to roll that theme song when we're going to roll that theme song now. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. You know, folks, I talk to you about a lot of things. And normally I, I, I talk about things, some things I won't talk about. But I decided from now on, there's going to be a lot of things I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to share something with you cats that I probably in the beginning, the first year of the podcast, I probably would never even have mentioned or talked about. But if you can write me the crap you write about your personal crap, I can come up with some more personal crap about myself and tell you about it. And that's what I'm going to do. Damn it. This is Monday, and on Saturday, I met for the first time my father. Yep, that's how I spent Saturday. Met my dad. And I knew I was going to meet him uh, maybe a month or two beforehand. He told me when he was going to be going to Philadelphia, and I'm in New Jersey, so I figured, you know, that's close enough. I'll just drive down there to Philly and meet him for the first time. And you know how weird it is? I'll put it to you this way. I've had forgotten what it was like to be nervous meeting someone because I don't get nervous meeting new people. I just don't. Not as an adult, 
when I was a kid, maybe, but as an adult, it doesn't really matter who it is. I've met politicians who everybody would know if I mentioned their names. I've met celebrities who, if, if I mentioned their names, you would know. And I felt zero nervousness, not a, not even a, none. I know what it's like to stand on stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people and talk, give them my ideas and talk about them and make people I've never met laugh. And do I get a little excited before I go on stage? Yes, but never nervousness, never feeling like, oh, no. And for the first time in my life, I felt, oh, no. Why did I feel, oh, no? Because I still have some weight to lose. I'm still a pudgy guy right now. I've lost some weight, but I'm not back to where I was. And as a part of me, you know, you go, oh, man, I got, oh, man, I'm going to meet my dad. You know, I meet his fiance and I haven't lost all this weight yet. Oh, man. Oh, my sisters are going to be, I'm going to meet my sisters for the first time. So I still got, oh, man, I'm going to meet my sisters, you know, and I'm going to meet this person, that, that, and the whole, oh, it's going to be. And then they start talking about all the people I was going to meet. Your sister's going to be there. Your other sister's going to be there. One of your sisters is not going to be there. But this is, and I'm going, oh, no. I don't want them to think I'm some, you know, oh, man, I'm not where I need to be. And I felt bad because I didn't think I was, you know, cool. But I needed some more work to do on myself. I felt bad. I didn't want to disappoint my family. And that's how I felt, you know. Oh, look at this. I got to lose a few pounds, man. This is not good. Oh, man. Oh, and that's a really weird thing. I never let that happen to me in any other circumstances. Never. If somebody said go on stage right now, even though my, my material isn't ready because I'm still in the process of writing it, I could walk on the stage, pick up a microphone and do my thing and not worry about it. I never walked on stage and go, oh, I got to lose a couple pounds before I perform in front of these people. Never happened. But this time it happened. I had forgotten what that felt like because it hadn't happened since I was 17 or 18 years old. And that's quite a while ago. So the days start sailing off the calendar and I'm looking at the big circle around the dates where I'm actually what I had actually talked to my father and said, I'm going to meet you and spend some time with you and, the, and, the, and my new relatives on that day. And the days kept getting closer and closer and closer. And even though it hadn't bubbled to the surface, subconsciously, I was a little bit nervous. And I don't know why. Never felt that way about meeting new people. And the days kept getting closer and closer and closer. And it started to bubble to the surface. Didn't bust the surface, but it bubbled toward the surface. And I remember the night before, which would have been Friday night, when I knew that Saturday I was going to meet my father for the first time. I was going to meet some siblings. I was going to meet his fiancée for the first time. And for the first time, it absolutely went, bubbled a little bit to the surface. I thought I was going to his hotel to meet him. He was at this hotel by the airport, and I was going to drive down to Philly and then drive over to where the airport was. And I, I Facebooked him, and he goes, no, 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 meet me at this address. Your sisters are going to be there. And I thought I was going to eventually meet my sisters, maybe one, or talk to some, Oh, everybody was going to be there. So I go to McDonald's, I get myself a sweet tea and I sit in the car and I'm on the phone talking to him. I'll be there at 12. And I said, I'll be there. And I put the address of my, my sister in the GPS. And I sit there and I'm going, man, oh man. 
they all know each other. And even though we're relatives, even though we're actually, you know, biologically close relatives, because you can't get any closer relatives than your sisters and your dad. You can't get any closer than that unless you're cloned. (laughs) And I got really nervous. I didn't want them to think, oh, who is this chump? Jesus Christ. Is there any way we can, is there anything called, uh, 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 can you just throw someone out of the family? <laughs> and I don't know what, like I said, I'm not one of those guys that's shy or nervous around new people. I don't know, because sometimes you awfulize things that don't need to be awfulized. You make it worse than it needs to be, and not only does it not need to be worse, it doesn't even need to be bad at all. And something in my mind just kept awfulizing it. Not that I would have done something wrong, but that they would have met me and gone, this guy, really? And I realized how absolutely stupid thinking like that was. What am I going to do? Show up? Hello, dad. Hi, son. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. This is my son. Good Lord. God almighty. That must have been a really bad batch of sperm. Look at Jesus Christ. Look what I just made. Look at this guy. Good God. What a mess, Jesus. Oh, God, I should have never. Oh, God. Oh, man. What was I eating the night he was? When I, oh, geez. What, what, what was in my diet that make me have to make that guy? Good Lord. Jeez. Is there any way I can find somebody that kind of looks like me so I can say that that is his daddy? Oh, jeez. It's too lady. I'm already friends of his on Facebook. He knows what I look like. And now he knows where my daughter lives. Good God. This guy sucks. Oh, God, I'm going to act like I love him. Oh, God. Hi, it's Anthony. It's great to meet you. Hold on for a minute. I'm going to go around the corner. You're going to hear the sound of me vomiting and going, oh, God, I hope that's not really my son. I can't stand that punk, but it's not me talking about you. Hmm? Was that going to happen? Of course not. Was I going to walk into the house and have my sister go, hey, how you doing? Is this him, this bastard? Oh, God. And now he knows where I live. Oh, my God. We're going to have to move. What were you eating the night that this guy was conceived, Dad? Did you eat something called making a really horrible person? This guy sucks. Hey, there's my other sister. Oh, God, they should. Why, oh, why did I turn my phone off? I'm sure they would have warned me about this piece of crap. This guy sucks. Now, nothing like that was going to happen. <laughs> right? Nothing like that. 99.9% of the times when you go someplace and do anything, that does not happen. It can't happen. No, most people are not that bad. It's like the first time you go to the gym when you're a fat guy and I've been there before and you think everybody in the gym is going to go, oh, God, look at this piece of crap. What are you coming to the gym for? You know damn well you need to be at a Dunkin' Donuts or something. Look, dude, the Krispy Kreme's across the street, you, you fat bastard. You know damn well you don't bring your big ass in here. We don't have enough time to mop up the sweat when you do two push-ups to get your punk ass out and let us people who look good and actually exercise do some exercise get out you bum and then you try to go well i'll just go to the gym at a different time those people are really unaccepting and damn it i know that people are creatures of habit and those same people will not be at the gym and then you go to the gym the next day you pull up and there's a big sign saying don't let this fat bastard in the gym we hate him and they say don't even try to go to other gyms because we faxed and emailed your picture to other gyms because we know your fat punk ass doesn't really want to work out. Here's a donut. Go home, loser. But it doesn't work out that way. You go to the gym and everybody's accepting. They're actually encouraging. They treat you good. They're actually extra nice to you because they know at one point in time, many of them were just like you. You needed acceptance. 
They needed love. They needed guidance. They needed support. And that's usually what happens when you go to the gym. So the day comes and I see the address and I don't go right. And I stand outside a little while. I want to see my dad pull up first. Cause I don't, I mean, even though I, even though the people in the house and my relatives also, you know, even though I'm, we're all family, I know that they're, I'm coming to, to them through him. And I think it's only cool that I actually walk in with him. So I wait till he pulls up and I'm driving around the block and I'm walking around the block and I'm thinking, where is he? 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 Come on, Dick. Come on, come on, come on. Then the car pulls up and I see him get out of the car. It's a nice little car. I guess they rented it. And I see this very lovely lady get out of the car. And the first thing I'm thinking is dad still got it. And then I see him and I see a guy that looks like me if I was a lot older. And I realize I'm going to look pretty good when I'm old. So I walk up to him, and as it turns out, there was a lot of dudes milling around because there's a church right next to where my sister lives. And so he probably thought I was one of the dudes that was hanging around there because he wasn't really paying attention when I walked up to him. And I said, hey, I recognize you from Facebook. And he goes, hey, you're a friend of Bubba. We're having a pleasant conversation. He's a nice guy. We're having a, he's conversating with me as if I'm just some regular dude and we're just talking and there's no, and he's looking at me funny. And I know he has not made the connection yet because I made it a point because now I'm amusing myself at his, by teasing him. And then he realizes who I am and he starts laughing. And then his his fiance starts laughing. She goes that, and cause she now cause she now has now turned around and realized what's going on, and she takes a picture of us. And then you, you do the hug thing, and we're having a great conversation. And he's super nice to me. And the woman who's about to be my stepmom is super nice to me. Let's go inside. We walk inside, and I meet everybody, and they're super nice to me. And then my sister comes back. She's super nice to me. And then my other sister shows up, and she's everybody was super nice to me, super accepting, lots of hugs and kisses. And I was the same guy that was a week ago, two weeks ago, thinking, oh, man, you know, I don't want to walk in there and. You know, I don't want them to think I'm some kind of chump. I mean, I got to lose this weight, man, you know. And, you know, I've been doing comedy a long time. And, you know, and, and people in the business think of me as funny. But I'm not some big star or anything. I'm just a guy who's you know who's really good at his job. But, that I mean, you know, after all these years, I should probably be a, be a big star by now. Everybody that I work with, oh, you should be a big star by now. But I'm not a big star, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, I got to lose this weight and I'm not a big star. And, you know, I'm, yeah. But when I walked in to meet everybody, it was none of that crap. They were actually going, oh, this is our relative. He's a comedian. They were saying it as if they're proud that this guy that they know that they're related to is a comedian. Not, he's a comedian, but he ain't shit. There's none of that. And I realized how silly it was on my end to be nervous. There was no reason to be nervous because I actually walked into a house full of wonderful human beings who accepted me immediately, who embraced me immediately, who were nice to me immediately, who want to spend more time with me in the future because we had a connection immediately. I like them, they liked me, and it was apparent. It was noticeable immediately that we liked each other. We hit it off immediately. And I know for a fact, and I know myself well enough to know, had I met them individually as people, and we were not relatives, we were not blood relations, we were not family, I would have thought of my dad as a cool old guy who I who I like talking to. That's what I would have thought of him if he was just some other guy. If I'd have met my sisters, 
there would have been cool female friends that I like hanging out with who are just really cool and I like them. If I had met my new nephews, I would have thought these were just cool, two cool brothers, one very one a lot younger than me and one close to my age that I would have hung out with anyway and, and, and talked to anyway and so on and so forth. It was just really weird. And I didn't even admit it to myself that I didn't. Like I said, I didn't know the nervousness was there. It was bubbling under the surface, feeling bad. Oh, I'm not where I should be bubbling under the surface. And I realized how stupid it was. I'm doing fine. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with my life. But I felt weird. It's just that way when you meet new people sometimes. And I like them. I like all of them. I really do. And I'm glad I met them. And I know for a fact right now that you guys, my new family, you're listening to this. I know it. And I'm not saying anything. I, I didn't change what I'm talking about right now because I know you're going to hear it. Because you knew immediately when I walked into your house, sister, that I liked you. And sister who came to the house, you knew I liked you immediately. And dad, you all know that I liked you guys immediately. Nephews, grandnephew, nieces, stepbrother, <laughs> stepmom. You know, I liked you immediately. You could tell that. And I know that you you guys dug me immediately. I could tell that. Now, why am I talking about this? Why am I opening this up and talking about this? Is that, that what you're asking, audience? Okay, I'll tell you why. I know because it happened to me. And, and like I said, I'm not the kind of guy that gets nervous meeting new people. I just don't. I don't get nervous meeting new people. It doesn't bother me. I, I seem like I'm a pretty cool dude. I treat everybody with respect. People treat me with respect. I don't feel nervous. But I thought about it. If someone like me who doesn't ever feel nervous in these situations actually felt nervous in this situation, it means people who don't who don't have that ability to not be nervous must feel really nervous in certain situations not even something like that just everyday situations i taught a comedy class a few years ago and people ask me how you got over the stage fright and fear of hecklers and all that kind of stuff early on and it applies in comedy it applies in in my specific situation meeting new family members it applies to dating it applies to many many different things I said to them, I said, imagine yourself, imagine yourself standing on stage and imagine you're a little nervous, you're doing your set and a heckler stands up in the back of the crowd and says to you the worst possible thing that they could ever say to you, something that is so deep, dark secret in your life, something that happened to you that is embarrassing and you just wouldn't want anybody to know about it. Imagine that person stood up and yelled that from the back in front of everybody. Oh, no. What would have happened to you if that happened? Nothing much. You'd either be able to deal with it or it'll be over with. Now, all of a sudden, it's out there and you don't have to worry about it anymore. And that's if the worst thing happened. Now, remember, that's never going to happen. So if you can handle that and you can, anything other than that's going to be pretty, pretty easy. You go to the gym. Nobody's going to walk in and go, oh, you coming to the gym, you fat bastard. Why are you guys all spitting on me? Because you shouldn't be here. That's not going to happen. 
The worst thing that happens is maybe there might be some obnoxious person that looks over at you like, are you kidding me? But who cares what that person thinks? Just get on the treadmill, lift the weights. Six months from now, that same person won't, won't even notice you because you won't look like the same person anymore. And even if they do notice you, you'll look six months of working out better. And after six months, you won't give a shit what they think because you're going to be in the groove of working out, in the groove of getting better. And it won't matter what they thought. Right? And when it comes to meeting your family, your family's not going to do was not going to do anything horrible to you when you meet them. I had to say, what's, what's, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right? The worst thing that could possibly have happened when I met my family on Saturday would have been just to go into a room full of people that were like, eh. But even if that was the case and it wasn't, they were all awesome people that I dug a lot and will spend time with again and will see as much as I possibly can because I like them. Even if but if they weren't that if they weren't super duper cool, ultra cool people that I immediately dug, imagine if they were just regular people that I just didn't connect with. It would have still been cool meeting them. It would have still been some interesting stories. I would still would have seen how's it going every once in a while, at least I would know who my family was. But in many cases, it actually turns out to be a lot better than you think. Like I said, you go to the gym, nobody's going to say anything to you. Nobody's going to ridicule you. It's not going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. Right? And if you meet your family, most likely they're going to be pretty cool people. Like, And in my case, super cool people. So I think now on Monday, and I think back at the S. Anthony version of me that was Saturday driving to my sister's house that still had a little bit of that nervousness, and I realized how silly it was, especially when they turned out to be so damn cool and people I like so much. So I know if you're sitting there, and I know this is happening to you in some way, I know there's something you're nervous about, step back and think about the, the, you as somebody else. Look at it objectively. Look at the situation objectively and look at that person and go, does that person have a reason to be nervous? Is there really something to be afraid of? Or are they building that up in their own mind and making it worse than it ever could possibly be for the most part? So I didn't allow the nervousness to bother me. I didn't allow it to make me uncomfortable. I didn't allow any of that crap. I just went in, met my relatives, had a great time, had great meals, you know, had great food and hanging out with everybody. And my family, my immediately, my immediate family in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area just doubled <laughs> almost. And I'm glad about that because everybody that's been added to my to people that I consider family and know to be family, every single one of them has been really, really cool. So there was really nothing to be nervous about in the first place. And I'm glad I went. So what I would say to you, my friends, is. Is a lot of times you're going to be nervous about certain things when you shouldn't be. Don't allow those nerves to stop you from doing something or stop meeting somebody or stop asking somebody to, to dance or stop meeting new family members or stop going to the gym or stop building this new thing you want to do or stop being an entrepreneur or stop doing all these other kind of things because I'll be honest with you. 99.9% of the time, there's really no need to be nervous. I found that out. 
because Saturday, meeting a new family, Saturday was a good day. It's a really good day. Segment over. All right, everybody. I told you I was going to be bitching about something, and I'm about to bitch about something right now. I don't. I didn't realize I was going to still be annoyed by this, and there was a part of me that said, "You know what? Don't bitch about it because you're going to sound like a jackass." And then I realized <laughs> I always sound like a jackass. So what the hell difference does it make? Now, what happened was a lot of people that a lot of my podcast buddies were telling me. You know, to, to, to monetize your podcast, you should get an affiliate link or something like that. And even some people in the audience have said you should get an affiliate link and that kind of thing. Okay, fine. I, I, I You know, I was going to wait a little while to do that, but I figured, what the hell, how difficult could it be? So I go and create an affiliate link for the show. And one of those affiliate links on Amazon is if people... Uh, like the show what they'll do is they'll do the ordering they already were going to do or if they're going to order something from Amazon they use your link and it doesn't cost them anything extra according to what they say uh, and a small percentage goes back to whoever the is the the link is associated with fine not a problem I figured what the hell I got a bunch of people listening to this crap how difficult could that be so I put the affiliate link up and even though there's some people listening to this and and a nice number of people listening to this and growing it takes a while for people to decide that they want to do it I know people that have really big podcasts and it took them a while for people to start using their uh, Amazon link if they did it or whatever kind of link they were using at the time it didn't necessarily have to be Amazon but something similar to that people are creatures of habit and even though you because I know there are shows that I listen to and I go you know what I like that show and even I didn't use the damn Amazon link and I shop at Amazon a lot and uh, so I might as well just start using their Amazon link because it doesn't cost me anything extra and all that kind of thing so I was like, you know what, I, you know, that, that's what I was thinking. It's like, I can't expect people to just start using the Amazon link because, like I said, I shop on Amazon and, and I didn't use the, the, you know, like the Young Turks link or something like that, which I will start doing um, at some point, meaning the next time I order something to support the show. So I create the Amazon link. It's up and, and it's up. And I and like I said, I'm, I'm not really not really a big deal. I figured eventually people will start using it. And. It wasn't up that long where I get an uh, 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 email from Amazon saying, we had to cancel and shut down your link because we looked at your website and your website is one of those websites that says it's going to give a portion of the proceeds to charity. And we don't have, we, it's part of the Amazon rules that we don't allow people to incentivize uh, the Amazon link. And that's against our policy. And we had to shut down the link and shut it down. And we had to shut it down. Did we mention we shut it down? Now, keep in mind the website that I have, which is my name.com, it's anthonythomas.com, it's actually just a placeholder right now. There's a picture of me, and it's me thanking fans and thanking people that listen to me and thanking people that have come about to see me and says, thank you very much, I appreciate it. And every link on the website basically just goes to my Twitter, my Facebook fan page. It goes to, there's nothing on there that incentivizes anyone in any way saying that if you go to this Amazon link, I'm going to give proceeds to this or that. Nothing. I knew the rules. And even if there was a, it was allowed to do, you were allowed to do that, I wouldn't do that anyway. I'm one of those guys where if I'm in a contest, I want to win legitimately. If you and I are, in, are boxing or something like that, I'm not taking steroids. I'm not putting something in my gloves. If I beat you, I want to beat you fair and square. I don't care if you cheat. It doesn't matter to me if you cheat. I want to win fair and square. 
And it's the same thing with everything. If I do an Amazon link, if people are going to the Amazon link to support the show, I want them to go there because they like what I'm doing here. They like the show and they go, you know what? I shop at Amazon or I don't shop at Amazon, but I'm going to do it because I like S. Anthony, you know, and so on and so forth. But there is nothing on any site of attached to me, associated with me that has language that could in any way be misconstrued as saying that. So that lets me know one of two things. One, either they have some people that go to the websites and check the websites for specific language like that. And the person who did that or people who did that are morons or it's an automated service. And I'm assuming it's an automated thing that scours and maybe it made a mistake. Now, with that being the case, automated services that automatically shut down a link like on YouTube, when they shut down a channel or on Amazon, in this case, when you shut down someone's affiliate link, if it's an automated service, you should have the ability to turn the link back on knowing because there is no human touch to it that there are inherently going to be mistakes. It's like a zero tolerance policy. Remember when their school shootings were a big thing originally, even though they're still a big thing now, which is an embarrassment, but there was a big thing and people, kids were getting suspended because they started aiming chicken nuggets shaped like an L towards their friends and saying, bang, 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 where before there was a zero tolerance policy, a teacher would go, oh, this is some kid playing with the food. And after the zero tolerance policy, the the, the, the uh, teacher would go, oh, that's some kid playing with the food, but there's a zero tolerance policy, even though they knew that it was not a threat, even though they know it's just a kid aiming a chicken nugget shaped like an L at another kid. They still suspended the kid when they know that the kid was not a threat. Why did they do it? Zero tolerance po policy. And it's the same thing with these things that automatically shut down your link when you committed no offense. So I write to Amazon and I say to them, no, there is literally no language on any site associated with me, any blog associated with me, any social media site associated with me that in any way implied at all that I would incentivize someone going to an Amazon link. The only incentive they could possibly have is to support the show by going to the Amazon link. You know, the language you used and I specifically used your language because you wouldn't violate your own policies, right? In fact, most of the time when I told people to, to go to the Amazon link, it was on this podcast, the last two podcasts I did that. So I wrote to them and I said, hey, guys, didn't happen. Well, I told you exactly how I worded it. And they write back to me. Well, sorry, Mr. Thomas. Um, <laughs> you know, once a link is shut down, we don't you don't put it back up. So you're going to have to do another one. Why in the world would I do another one? You didn't correct your mistake. You made the mistake. I didn't make the mistake. You made the mistake, Amazon. You fucked up. I did nothing wrong. So why should I have to go through the whole process again? Why should I have to go back to my social media sites and my websites and take your links off because they're now not attached to anything? 
Why would I have to go and erase all the links on all of my pages so they don't I don't have people that listen to me who decide at a future time when they go scrolling through my account. I like this guy. I'm going to support this guy. I'm going to click on the link. Oh, it doesn't go to anything. This guy's not professional. You're making me look like a dick because of your mistake. What about somebody drove into your car and said, you know what? Your car is messed up. My car is fine. You better go take care of that. Do you have insurance? It doesn't matter if I have insurance. It's your problem. I'm leaving now because that's what you did. If you're going to use an automated service to decide to take down somebody's link and make someone have to go through all of this crap just to start over again, you should have something where you can turn it back on. Twitter can turn back on an account. Facebook can turn back on an account. Tumblr can turn an account back on. LinkedIn can turn an account back on, but you can't. I have no problem with you, Amazon, on the retail side. Quite frankly, I think you do a fantastic, I would even say brilliant job on the retail side. Probably because it's guaranteed money. You know, on the retail side, if a person clicks a button and proceeds to checkout, you're guaranteed to get money. But on the affiliate link side, it's kind of like being a salesperson that works on commission. You don't mind them sitting at the desk in the back because if they don't make any sales, what difference does it make? You are already paying for the computer to be on and paying the phone bill. It doesn't really matter. And if they don't do anything long enough, I'll just get rid of them anyway. But if they go nuts and they start making a lot of sales and I'll move them up front and put them at the good desk with the fast computers, I'll put them up front. I'll talk nice about them. I'll shine a spotlight on them. That's what I'm talking about. There are people like the Young Turks and Bill Burr and, and the WTF podcast with Mark Marin and Adam Carolla and many other big podcasts bigger than mine that have Amazon affiliate links. And I guarantee you, you wouldn't make a mistake and shut down their links, would you? No, you wouldn't do that. Why? Because they're big time podcasts bringing in big numbers. You wouldn't want to annoy them because they have instead of having thousands of fans like I do, they have hundreds of thousands of fans. So you wouldn't want to piss them off. I just have a few foul listening to me. It's growing quickly, but I'm not at their level yet. It's annoying, Amazon. I wrote to you and I tweeted to you. And yes, I, I appreciate you getting back to me. But when you got back to me, what you said was complete bullshit. Like I said, I have no problem with your way you serve people on the retail side. But on the other side, no. You, would you like another affiliate link, Mr. Thomas? No. No, I wouldn't. Why would I want to go through that again so you can fuck it up again and I'll wind up having to take down links again? No. Oh, I'll put an affiliate link up again. I'll put an affiliate link up again when I become really big and I have 100,000 people or 200,000 people or 300,000 people. You know, like those people who you wouldn't fuck with, the people whose links you would not dare even think about taking down. Then at that point, when I get there... And I will eventually. When I get there, then I'll do an affiliate link with you. But not until then. Because I don't want to go through this again. I'm a one strike type person. You fuck me over one time and I'm done. I'll be honest with you, Amazon. 
there's certain things that I'm still going to buy from you because it's easier. But I used to be one of those people that was always, whenever somebody says, did you order something? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it from Amazon. They're the greatest. I guarantee you I will not be doing that. Did you order something? Yeah, I got it. Where'd you get it? Got it online. Where'd you get it from? I don't remember. That's what's going to happen. And also I'm going to start buying stuff from other places because the last 35 things I purchased were from Amazon. But it starts to make me question you now. What would happen if you did have a problem? If I did have a problem on the retail side so far, you've been absolutely flawless. But I now know that when it comes time for you to correct a mistake, it seems to be a problem. You haven't completely lost a customer yet, because quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, the microphone I'm talking to you on right now was purchased through Amazon. The cord it's attached to was purchased through Amazon. The XLR clip was purchased through Amazon. In fact, about 75 percent of the equipment I have here was purchased through Amazon. But I have other options. And some of those other places have exactly the same prices. That's something for you to think about. I know you're a monster sized company. I get it. I'm just one guy with a few thousand people listening to him. I get it. But here's what I think you should do, my friends. One, if you're going to do an affiliate link program. Give people the option of contesting having their link taken down. So if you're wrong, like you were in this case, you can go, you know what? Upon review, we were wrong. And what we're going to do is put it right, right back up and we're going to give you our sincere apologies. That's what you should do. Because had you done that, you know what I would be doing right now? Recording a segment on my rapidly growing and very popular podcast about something else instead of telling you that right now you can go fuck yourselves. That's all I got to say. Signing off. This segment is almost over. I'm S. Anthony Thomas, former cheerleader for Amazon, former big fan of Amazon, and now merely an occasional customer of Amazon. And whose fault is that? It's your fucking fault. Segment over. Can I, this is something I wanted to talk to you cats about. I am one of those people, and my friends always give me a hard time about it, always. I'm one of those people that before I leave, I check all my windows, all my doors, and I make sure they're double locked before I go anyplace. And everybody, oh, you got to, you, you look at you, obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> I'm trying to make fun of me like I'm some kind of chump. You know how many times those idiots made fun of me because I had the nerve to put a club on my car because I didn't want my car to be stolen. And I double check all the doors in the trunk before I leave. And I make sure that my glove compartment is locked before I leave. Even when I go to the gas station, if I decide to go in and pay it, if the pump thing, if the, the credit card thing doesn't work or I feel a little sketchy about it and don't want to put the card in. And a lot of times I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go in and, and, and do the card thing or the cash thing, whatever I decide to do. I'm going to do it in the building with the cashier. Yeah, that's right. 
and I locked my doors and checked my trunk and made sure that my lo- my doors were locked, my glove compartment was locked, my trunk was locked, and they laughed at me and called me names as we sat in the gas station getting coffee. See, we see, look at this man. You got to go in there and unlock the door and press the thing and do the thing and all of this. We, if you just leave the doors unlocked, you could, we could just get back in the car, man. You such an old man, you punk. <laughs> you anybody want no no damn camera? You get back there, bunch of jackasses. And one time I let one of these idiots stay at my house. And I said, look, dude, well, it was an apartment, not a house. But you get the point. Shut up. Stay at my apartment, damn it. And I was going to be gone for a little while. And I just wanted to have somebody be seen going in and out of the apartment. I didn't want the apartment to be unguarded. Oh, no. I didn't have a lot of stuff at the time. But I, the little bit of stuff I had, I wanted to keep it. And I said, whatever you do, dude, you know how I am about doors and windows and locks. So just do me the favor, if you, since you're going to be doing me the favor. If you're going to do the favor, do the complete favor. Don't just do the parts you want to do. Do all of it. You know I make sure my windows are locked before I go anywhere. You know I make sure my doors are always locked before I go anywhere. So do that for me. Yeah, sure. And one day I came back a little bit early. And my door was not locked. Now I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's in the bathroom. Maybe he's someplace in the apartment. I'm sure he wouldn't leave the door unlocked and go away, would he? Maybe he ran downstairs to the garage. Maybe that's it. Wait a minute. I was just in the garage parking the mighty Toyota Camry. So I open up the door and Johnny Jackass is nowhere to be found. Doug Douchebag is not there. He didn't even, it wasn't, I, mean, he, I would have been mad if he had just ran to the corner store. But no, this was, he had actually not been there for two days. Which means my place was unlocked, door unlocked for two days. Now the reason I told them to lock the door, and it really shouldn't matter what the reason is. If you have a, if you're doing something for someone, if someone has a, a device and they lend it to you, and they have a concern about it, hey, don't put my laptop on that hot uh, thing, and make sure you keep the juice away from the laptop. You don't go, it'll be all right. You don't do that. If the owner shows a concern, if you're going to be involved in whatever the owner owns, do what the owner says. He or she has a reason for those concerns and he doesn't or she doesn't have to explain it to you. You just have to honor their request. Now, the reason I wanted my door lock was, first of all, you should always want your door lock. But also, I know that the neighborhood I was in at the time. Had some robberies and some break ins. And it wasn't even like they were breaking and they knew that there were certain people that weren't home. And one of the easiest ways for a robber to break into your house or to steal your car, what they do is they go and they ring the doorbell. No one answers then they check the door. There's a lot of people that are in a hurry. They run off and they leave the door unlocked. Now, most people don't, but it doesn't really matter what happens to most people. What matters is what happens to you. And if you just happen to be one of those people who's unluckily enough to walk away from your house with the door unlocked, then you get all your stuff taken, which could have happened to me. So I walk inside and I grab a baseball bat and I check every room in my place and there's nobody in there and nothing is gone. Oh, yeah, nothing's gone. 
But he didn't know I was back. So he comes back to the house and he opens his door and he goes, oh, shit, I left this unlocked. He's going to kill me. And I said, yes, I am. And he goes, hey, and I go, nothing, jackass. You left my door unlocked, didn't you? Well, how, how do I know you didn't just leave it unlocked just now? I said, nice try. You left it unlocked. You left my shit unlocked for two days, jackass. What's well, not really big? Everything's here, okay, right? Ain't nobody gonna come in here, man. You know, most people, and most people, be, 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 be. that's what his bullshit started to sound like. Ain't nobody gonna be, be, well, that's the sound he started to make when I started choking him. Okay, I did not choke him. I wanted to choke him, but I didn't choke him. I really wanted to choke him, but I didn't. You wanna know what happened next? good because i'm about to tell you he leaves his door unlocked and what happens to him i'll put it to you this way when he walked out of his house that morning he had four televisions when he walked back into his house later on that evening he had no televisions they robbed his punk ass and it was exactly the same way I had described the robberies that I was trying to avoid. I go over to his house. He told me he was robbed. I go over there really quickly. I see most of his stuff's there. But obviously it was a bunch of kids that just turned the door, ran in real quick and just snatched the TVs or, you know, game. You know, they'll, they'll just grab crap. They, whatever they can grab and run out really quickly, they'll grab that. And that's pretty much what happened to him. It was a bunch of kids doing it. Everybody knows that. I walk into the house, he's standing there talking to the police officers, and he's looking at me, and he has this look on his face as if he's expecting me to go, you dumb bastard, I told you, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so, you dumb bastard, I told you so, but I'm not an I told you so type of person. And he looks at me, he goes, I know, yes, I know, and I said, dude, I'm not going to, I told you so. I would have I told you so if someone attempted to break in but couldn't because then that way you wouldn't have lost anything. But I also I'm not going to I told you so when somebody takes some of your stuff because I realized they damaged your life a little bit by taking your stuff. You feel violated. You lost some stuff. I'm not going to rub it in. No. Now, what's about to happen is I'm about to walk outside the door. And you're going to hear me laughing hysterically, and you're probably going to hear me say something like, I told that bastard, but I want to let you know that I'm not talking about you. It's somebody else. It's definitely not you. So I walked outside, laughed hysterically, and said, I told that bastard, and then came back in, and he was upset with me. Okay, I did not do that because that would be mean, but I wanted to do that. Just like earlier when I wanted to choke him, and I didn't choke him, I wanted to do this, but I didn't do it. But I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it. And that was only one time. That guy. Now, want to hear something hilarious? Or ironic, I should say? Remember how I got laughed at by another friend? When I would lock all my car doors at the gas station? And these guys never locked their car doors at the gas station? Never. And they always left stuff on their seats like their tablets and cameras and phones. Remember how they laughed me out of the gas station? Oh, you an old man. You crazy. You crazy. Nobody wants you. <laughs> 
<clears throat> about a month later, I get a phone call from a friend out of town. Hey, yes. What's going on, man? Uh, what's up? Um, dude, what did you do? Nothing, man. I, um, spit it out. You remember how, um, we were laughing at you in the gas station when you locked your doors and, um, <clears throat> and, uh, what happened? Well, I, I'm at the gas station. I was about to pump some gas. I, I walked into the gas station. I got sandwich and you're going to tell a long version of this. Just shut up, man. I'm working up to it. I go into the gas station. I get a, get a soda, give me some chips, give me a, one of them expensive sandwiches. You know, them things cost too much money. Stop getting diverted with the cost of the sandwich. Tell me the story. I'm getting to it. Anyway, come on, man. It's my story. All right, so I'm buying the gas, and I put the money to gas. And I come back out to the car, and I pump the gas, and I pull away. And I go to my glove compartment because I was going to pull out my tablet because I was going to, you know, do some stuff. And I noticed it wasn't in there. And then I pulled over, and I checked the car. Somebody stole my shit. Really? Because as it turns out, that's a new thing, robberies. What they, I forgot, there was a name for it. I don't remember what the name was, but there was a name for it where people would pull up next to you at the gas station, very quickly crawl across between the cars, check to see if your car door was open, reach in, grab your wallet, grab your whatever, and then pull off and you wouldn't even know what the hell was happening. And guess what? It happened to his dumb ass. Two dudes. People I know, and I laughing at me because I wanted to lock a door, laughing at me because I wanted to lock my house, and then all of a sudden, the exact same thing, the crime I was avoiding by doing the little small things, started to happen to them. Oh, no. And the reason I say this is because there's always going to be people, even people close to you, they break your balls or break your ovaries because you're trying to do something to prevent something bad from happening to yourself. I remember when I started the working out and I started to eat right, all of a sudden everybody was on my ass. What you eating that rabbit food for, man? <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. You've been doing that for two weeks. Would you, would you, you Bruce Lee now? <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. And look at all that bullshit. What are you going to the gym for? Hey, get, 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 get. Come on, man. Have this cheesecake. Have some of this pie. Have some of this cheesecake. Here, have this Slurpee. Here, have this large sandwich. Here, have this. Get the fuck out of here. Trying to sabotage my ass. And then I started noticing I was getting smaller, still too big, but getting smaller. And my friends had to starting to get asses that were twerking whether they wanted to twerk or not. And these were dudes. Yeah, they started to get man boobs. How do I know they started to get man boobs? But because I started looking at them walk towards me going, I wonder if they let me squeeze them. <laughs> I did not think that. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> well, that is kind of interesting. You you sit there and I was sitting there getting ridiculed because I locked all my car doors and one of the guys that was ridiculing me got his shit stolen at a gas station. I got ridiculed by another friend of mine because I always make sure I double lock my doors and triple lock my doors and quadruple lock my doors and lock them up and check this and check that. And what happens? His punk ass gets robbed. Yeah, that's right. 
Because I've been robbed before. I've been carjacked before. You know, I've been carjacked before. I know what it's like to sit in the car and somebody put a gun to your damn head and say, get out. Which, of course, I, and then and the guy put the gun on my head and said, get out. I said, listen, buddy, I will not get out. And if you don't take that gun from my face, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and make you eat the gun. And that's right. And then I smacked him in the mouth. He started crying and said, oh, my God, I didn't know you were S. Anthony. And I said, that's right, punk. And he said, I'm so sorry. Here's some money I robbed from other people. I said, I don't want your robbery money. In fact, either you go back and give all that money back to the people you robbed or I'm going to kick this shit out of you. He said, I'm so sorry, Mr. S. And he started. I said, wait a minute. You're starting to pee on yourself out of fear of me. Get out of the car for you. Get some urine on my son, my carpet. And he jumped out of the car. I said, take that gun and throw it in the, in the damn sewer and then run away before I beat the shit out of you. And then he said, I'm sorry, Mr. S. And as he ran away, he started to go to the he started to soil himself out of fear of my physical retribution. <laughs> Either that happened or the guy got in the car, put the gun to the side of my head and said, get out. And I said, fuck this shit. I'm out of here and got out of the way. I don't know which one you think actually happened. All I'm saying is one of those two scenarios is kind of what happened. It's up to you to choose which one it is. <laughs> anyway. But what I'm saying is, look, man. I don't want my friends ridiculing me because I decide to take care of myself because I decide to protect myself by locking my doors. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? I lock door. I still to this day make sure my doors are locked before I go anywhere. So if you're going to rob me, damn it, you're going to have to work for it. And I make sure my car doors are locked, too. You're going to rob me. You're going to have to work for it, you bastards. That's right. I said it gonna laugh at me because i want to protect myself that's what your two punk asses get one of you got his tvs taken and one of you got his, his his tablet taken out of his glove compartment the person also took his you know you know that book you get with cars the instruction manual with car. i don't know why the hell the person took that i mean he's like i know what i'm gonna rip off I'm going to take this dude's tablet while he's buying that, the nasty-ass sandwich. Hey, here's the owner's manual for his car. I'm going to take that, too. What kind of punk-ass criminal takes in the fucking owner's manual? So what are you going to do? Read the manual and then steal his car later on after you memorize the book? Or are you going to just have a whole crime spree of just buying, of stealing that exact type of car? You dumb bastard. I don't know why that person took that crap. What a loser criminal going to steal an instruction owner's manual for a car. Loser. Anyway, so what I'm saying is protect yourself at all times, you bastards. Don't let your friends ridicule you out of locking your doors or ridicule you out of locking your house. Don't let them do it. Because if they do make you stop doing that stuff, you can wind up like those two jackass friends of mine. No TV, have an ass and tablet be gone because one of them lost his TV and all of his TVs and one of them lost his tablets. I should I should nickname them TV-less and tabletless. You know, I give all my other friends have nicknames: Bottle Rocket, Buttocks, PP Lips, Man Ass Water, and several other people who have nicknames that I'll be telling you about in future episodes. 
So all I'm saying, you bastards, is when you leave your house, lock your doors. And when you leave your car, lock your doors. Don't let your friends ridicule you, damn it. That's right, I said it. You listen to what I say. To hell with those people. Yeah, that's right. Segment over. Ran into an ex today. Ran into my ex today. Ran into an ex today. Yes, I did. Have you ever run into an ex, you know, when you didn't expect them? You, you, you know, because sometimes you, if you go to, you never really actually, actually expect to see an ex, especially if they don't live in the state you're in at the time. I don't know why we think that other human beings who are adults and have cars can't move one state over or travel one state over to do some stuff, but they can. And she did. It's really weird. And I didn't even realize it was her at first. The first thing I noticed was there was an attractive sister, what what I like to refer to very lovingly as a delicious buttocks. And I was looking at her delicious buttocks and I go, that is one delicious buttocks. Reminds me of an ex-girlfriend of mine who had a delicious buttocks. What a great delicious buttocks this woman has. And then she started walking. I go, oh, she even walks like my ex-girlfriend. That is a coincidence. But, uh, you know, come on. I mean, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, I, you know, I used to think she was one in the million. I guess this is the other one. Huh? <laughs> and that's actually her. Oh, crap. And I didn't want to see her. I didn't want to get in the conversation. I didn't want her because she's one of those people that always asks personal questions and gets, you know, and always has something stupid to say about the crap or something negative to say about the crap, which I didn't mind when I was getting to see her delicious buttocks. Because when someone's saying negative crap and evil crap and being mean, but later on that night you have all the access to their delicious buttocks that you want, you're not too, I can't believe you said that and you are now naked. I don't mind anymore. And she was a she was a one the one she was a cheater, you know she was a cheater. I should have called Joey Greco on her ass, but she's cheating, pain in the neck, evilness. I didn't want to see her. I didn't want her seeing me, mainly because I just didn't want to. I didn't know what I was going to feel if I ran into her, because the last thing I wanted to do was fall in a conversation with her. And then the next thing you know, we're back at where I live or back where she lives. And I'm going back. I'm going back and going back. And all of a sudden, I'm doing stuff to her delicious buttocks. And I don't want to do that because I don't want to become attached to her. I don't know what's going to happen. So I try. I work my way around the outside of the store. I'm basically, it's basically like a, I'm essentially paying Pac-Man with my ex-girlfriend. I'm biting all the little dots. And then, oh, oh holy crap, I notice that she's looking at the security cameras. And that's, that's the same thing as when, you know, the power runs out on those ghosts that are following Pac-Man around. And all of a sudden, they can get you and kill you. So I have to now walk around the store getting the stuff that i want to get and i'm noticing this i'm looking at the security camera to see where she is and i'm looking at her to see if she's looking at the security camera and if she looks anywhere near the security camera i have to go where the security camera isn't but there's no place where the security camera isn't so i have to turn around and turn my back to the security camera so she can't see me on the security camera all the while i'm looking at the security camera to see where she is and i was able to do it 
I got everything I needed in that game of Pac-Man. You know when you play Pac-Man, you walk out one wall and you come back in the other one? It was like that. And she's going around one way and I'm going another way to avoid her. And like when Pac-Man gets those fruity and picks those fruit things up and gets extra power, she starts talking to a person. Do you know where the blah, blah, blah is? And she's distracted and I can slide into the aisle to get the stuff that I wanted from the aisle. She's actually in and grab it and get back out of the aisle before she stops talking and turns around and sees me and I'm winning the game. And I'm out of the store. Yeah, that's right. I win. The ghost didn't get me. I got all the dots. I got all the fruit. And I'm out of the store. But I got cocky. I'm thinking she's just beginning her shopping. And my dumb ass is just, I'm, instead of just jamming the crap I bought into the trunk and peeling out of the parking lot or throwing it in the back seat and peeling out of the parking lot, I'm arranging it in the trunk like an idiot. And I got cocky. And I couldn't get it in the, the trunk the way I wanted it to because it would be sliding around and I didn't have the ties in the trunk that I thought I had. And I'm going, oh, crap, I'm going to have to put this in the trunk in a way that prevents it from sliding around and moving around and getting. And I, ah, yes, ah, geez, geez, geez. she sees me. That's when the ghosts get to Pac-Man and they touch it and it just melts into nothing. And I see her. And it's really weird, even though it was years ago and I had to get rid of her because she was doing what I like to refer to as, you know, I don't even want to say what it was, but it rhymes with banging other dudes when I wasn't around. And I'm looking at her and she's wearing the kind of stuff she was wearing when she was single last time that made me jump on top of her and take her to Bang City. And she's walking around looking, still looking good. It's not like she stopped being beautiful. I didn't get rid of her because she was not yummy. She's just as yummy as she was then. And she's walking over there and coming up to me, smiling. She's going to hug me. And then she still wears the same perfume I used to smell when I was taking her to Bang City because she knew I liked that perfume and she would put it on and every time she put it on she only put it on when she was letting me know it was time to go to work because why in the world are we in the house and we're not going anywhere yet she puts that cologne on anyway why she put that perfume on why she put that perfume on she knew I liked the perfume and she only wore it when we were going to get in the car and take a slow trip to Bang City yeah that's right Walking around with your little sweatpants on, with your delicious buttocks shaking around. And I used to be able to just do, walk up and squeeze on that and do stuff to that delicious buttocks. And now I can't. I don't think I can. No, I'm not going to do it. Going to be And she was never really a close talker. She was only a close talker when it was time for me to take her on a slow trip to Bang City. And now she's close talking me and touching my chest. And now you've been working out there. Been working out. And I, 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 yeah. And it was really weird because I'm a heterosexual male with genitals that work. And there's a part of me that remembers what it was like when I took my stuff and put it in her stuff and our stuff did stuff. And that stuff was awesome because I'm incredible. But then again, so was she. But I was slightly more incredible because I'm <laughs> I'm as Anthony. And I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me. And all I'm thinking about is I want to put you on top of this car and take you to Bang City. 
And then she's starting to ask all the personal questions. You got a girlfriend right now? Are you married right now? Do you have any kids? No, no, and no. What about you? No, no, and no. Really? She's smiling, and I'm looking at her going, she don't know how close you are to being taken to Bang City. But then I remembered I was taking her to Bang City before. But she was also taking other dudes to Bang City because they made more money than I did. And she liked to go to Bang City with other people. And then I realized I was just attracted to her physically. I just wanted to take her to Bang City physically. I didn't have any emotional attachment to her. I didn't feel bad. Even when she was describing her last relationship, it didn't, I didn't feel jealous at all. And in fact, as she talked more and more, all I could think about was the fact that last time we were in a relationship, even though I enjoyed taking her on those long trips to Bang City, she was always taking other dudes on short trips to Bang City. Did she always come back to me? Of course. Of course she did. I miss Anthony. But just because I won the Bang Olympics and I get the gold medal in the Bang Olympics when I was didn't know I was competing with other dudes in the Bang Olympics. Yes, I won the gold medal. You always wanted me after your test drove other dudes and realized the ride with me was best. But I don't want to have to be competing with other dudes. I mean, they're going to lose because they're not as Anthony. But what I'm saying is no. And as attractive as she was, even though her chest yummies were looking as delicious as her delicious buttocks. And I remember what it was like doing stuff to those chest yummies. And what it was like to do stuff to delicious buttocks. All of a sudden, I wasn't attracted anymore. So not only was I not emotionally attached to her anymore or attracted to her anymore, now all of a sudden, as good as she looked, and she looked good, I wasn't physically attracted to her anymore. And I didn't even want to take her on that long trip to Bang City. It was weird. 45 seconds earlier, I wanted to go all aboard the S. Anthony Express to Bang City. And now I was closing the door on the train, letting you know you can look at the train, but you can't ride it. And I saw the smile come off her face when she realized she was not going to get Another trip to Bang City on the S. Anthony Express wasn't going to happen. And then she started to walk away. And I was looking at her buttocks and those sweatpants. and All of a sudden, I was very physically attracted again. And I said, hey, come back here for a second. Because in the back of my mind, I'm going, I know I'm annoyed with you, but I really want to take you on a trip to Bang City. And I said, you know what? She was basically begging me to take her to a trip, take her on a long trip to Bang City. And damn it, after seeing that butt, I'm going to do it. She's gorgeous. She has great chest yummies. And I, and she came back over, and I'm going I'm to pour on the charm because I know I'm two jokes away from us going to Bang City. And I threw them two jokes out, and he, he, she hugs me. And I... And then she gave me her phone number. And then she gave me a peck on the cheek. And then she walked away and then she turned back around, walked to me, grabbed a handful of my 
delicious buttocks and gave me what a kiss that comes from the country called France. And then she walked away again. And I looked at her phone number. And I'm going, I don't want to get involved in this again. I know where this is going to lead. I don't want to do this. And I made the mature decision to not do it. And I didn't do it. Until the next day when I took her to Bang City. I'm not an idiot. And then after several trips to Bang City, we said to each other, we still have the best trips to Bang City, but I don't think it's going to work out. Actually, that's not what she said. She said, hey, um, you want something to eat? And I said, yeah. And then we had breakfast. And we never talked again. It was really weird. I think she just wanted, she saw me and she wanted another trip to Bang City. And even though before, the day earlier, I was upset with myself because I was too dumb. I had escaped. I had gotten to my car. I could have just gone away and I would have never seen her. She would have never seen me. We may have never seen each other again. And that's what I wanted. And that's what eventually happened. I haven't seen her since. Well, she called and I was like, I'm out of town. Because I knew having taken her to Bang City, she was basically the same person she was before based on the conversations before and after our trip to Bang City. And I realized, nah, I could, it's, she's the same person she was before. I know it. And like I said, the, the day before, I was thinking, man, I don't want to do that. I got to get away before she sees me. And like I said, eventually we didn't talk to each other anymore we didn't avoid each other we just never got around to calling each other and i sit back and i'm going you know had i just left a little faster had i just packed my car a little faster had i just thrown stuff in the trunk and just peeled out and gone away i wouldn't be in this position now wondering if i should accept her phone calls or if i should call her again and then I asked myself, if I said to you, S, from whatever time that was, I said, listen, man, you can either go out and get in your car, go away and never see her again, or take her to Bang City a few times and then go away and never see her again. You have the choice. And I said, either way, I never have to see her again. But one choice is not taking her to Bang City or taking her to Bang City. <laughs> I'll take Bang City. And as it turns out, we became friends much later. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about when I ran into an ex today. I was thinking about all that happened. I probably should have worded it better in the beginning. I didn't actually have take it to Bang City today. This was a, something that happened in the past and I was re referring to running into her today. And we're good now. We're friends. We're good friends now. We're not friends with benefits. No way. Because when I take someone to Bang City, I want to be the only one taking them to Bang City. When I take a woman to Bang City, I'm taking a woman to Bang City in a two-seater car. Because there's only room for me and the woman. doesn't matter which one of us is driving the car. As long as it's the only, we're the only two people in the vehicle heading to Bang City. 
The only problem was when I let her have the wheel, I'm sitting in the front of the car in the passenger seat taking a nap, thinking that everything's cool. But while I was asleep, she had attached a trailer hitch with two other dudes in it and how little did I know that they were also going to Bang City. Moral of the story. If you ever go to Bang City with someone and you want to be in a relationship where you the only two people going to Bang City, don't go to sleep in the passenger seat. Every once in a while, look out the back because she's driving. She got the rear view mirror. She can see what's going on in the back. In the passenger seat, you can't see crap. So every once in a while, whip your head around and look out back. And you, you see a trailer hitch back there. Realize she's trying to take other people to Bang City and you got to not let it happen yeah that's right i said it <laughs> segment over well folks this has been the 185th episode of the s anthony says podcast and i want to thank you very very much for stopping by i want to thank you guys very very much for making ep- the last week's episode the number four episode of all time much much love to you all i want to give a special shout out to s anthony thomas for hosting this show that man's incredible <laughs> yeah i can shout myself out shut up and once again, I want to shout out one of my, some of my, uh, one of my best uh, twit homies. This guy's been very, very cool. He, he he spreads the word of the S. Anthony Says podcast at Twitter Hero with one T. So if you, so I want you to follow two two things. You can follow me at S. Anthony Thomas at S. Anthony Says, and follow this cool bastard at Twitter Hero because that bastard is one cool bastard. Yeah, I said it. You want to write to me, write to me at the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. And I'll be looking forward to hearing your stuff, looking forward to hearing what you think, looking forward to hearing what you say. You can check this podcast on at S. Anthony says dot podbean dot com. You can check it out on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio and of course, iTunes. And I want to thank you more than anything else for being some of the coolest people I've ever had the the pleasure of kind of meeting via email and via Twitter. Much love to everybody. I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. And I want to say thank you one last time. And I will see you next week where we do this again with the next episode. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. S. Anthony out. Go! S. S. Anthony Thomas. 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 Go ahead and laugh. here.